welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey everybody, Doug Addison. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. Hope you're having a great week because this is a real time that we can hear God even more clearly this time of year. And no matter when you're listening to this, I just want to say God is 24-7. He is always on all the time. And we have a great heritage in the ability to hear God. God is moving right now in such a special way. And I'm seeing this happening around me where the sons and daughters, this is the spirit of Elijah, the sons of daughters are starting to rise up and to be able to take what God has given us to the next level. And I'm an example of that because I'm one of the sons, a spiritual son of many of the prophets that were around, you know, and John Paul Jackson of Streams Ministries, Larry Randolph, Bob Jones, Rick Joyner, many of these people actually have poured a lot into my life, and I didn't name them all, but those are the ones that I've traveled with quite a bit. And my wife, Linda, and I, we went on staff with Streams Ministries back in 2002, and that's where I learned that rich heritage of dream interpretation. And John Paul, uh, you know, he, he's in heaven now, and there was just this really tragic early passing in 2015, but he left a heritage on earth. He was one of the Kansas City prophets back in the 80s that helped bring the prophetic movement back alive. Now, I want to tell you, This is the time for the sons and daughters, grandsons, granddaughters. This is the time for all of us to rise up and grab hold of what God is doing. There are unfinished tasks. There are mantles available. Now, don't get hung up on that and think that you have to operate in someone's specific mantle. But there are assignments that's available to you, and we can grab hold of them. I have a special guest today. John Thomas, he's the president of Streams Ministries. He personally mentored with John Paul Jackson, and he took over after John Paul's passing into heaven. And John has pastored the Bridge Metro churches and, um, you know, planted churches alongside of John Paul. He has been, uh, my goodness, I just remember being friends with John and, and just him out doing the stuff with John Paul and the people at Streams. He is now taking this light that John Paul left, and he's taking it to the next level, and he's taking it out there. And John and his wife, Donna, they got radically saved out of the drug culture, just like me, and that's why we have a lot in common. But there's such a rich heritage in this man, and I'm so excited to invite him to the show. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Doug. It's good yeah. to be here. Oh, man, I've been excited about this. And in case you don't know, you know, I just introduced John as the president of Streams Ministries, but you know, he, he goes deep, very, very, very deep teacher and author. So, John, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, you know, it's, it's always fun when somebody says, tell us a little bit about yourself, because there's so many aspects that you could talk about. But... <sighs> Let me share something that's been kind of key to to the way that I'm thinking and, and what God's doing in me right now. 
there is this this hunger that I've had from the time I first met the Lord. Uh, I, I was caught up in drug addiction, had spent some time doing heroin, crack cocaine, crystal meth. And I had this moment where everything changed. I don't remember a specific encounter. I just woke up one day different. And there has been just recently in my heart this hunger for people to realize that there's no such thing as an impossible case that cannot be changed immediately. And, and I feel like there's, there's this, this thing about the blood, the blood of Jesus and the importance of that redemption and that, that purifying work of the blood that, that is so key. And, and I keep on coming back to, to things that have happened in my life where, where in an instant— Things changed, and it was like one day to another day. You couldn't even tell the, that it was the same life, that it was the same person in the same track. And, and so, I mean, if I was going to describe myself, I, I would say I, I'm, a, I'm a person of, of multiple stories that start and end almost instantaneously. But one consistent theme is this amazing power of God to bring real transformation and a shift in a moment when, when it was least expected. Yeah. Um, I, I have a passion for people just to realize God actually is that big. Yeah. Your story, I mean, is amazing. And, I, you know, 1996, I was just reminiscing when we met about 2002, I think, somewhere in there. Yeah, it was at Cartersville, Georgia. We did the Art of Hearing God, Understanding Dreams and Vision, Extreme Moments with God. And you came down with the stream staff for... Uh, for the end of the understanding dreams and visions at extreme moments. And that was the first time we met. I mean, we, we just kind of shook hands at that point in time, but yeah, that was, that was the, the beginning of, of an introduction. That yeah. was an astounding week, it, by the way. I, now, I had forgotten about that way, but now that you mention it, that was so powerful. And you talk about an extreme moment with God. That's probably yeah. a, a moment that's been uh, continuing on for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it shifted my life for sure. Yeah, so you came on staff with Streams at some point? Yeah, 2004, moved up to New Hampshire and and ended up being asked to come on staff. And so um, I remember you pastoring the the partners or something like that. That was my original job. We'd we'd actually come up just to be part of the community, had no idea we were going to end up being on staff. And um, I kept on asking these questions and making suggestions, and uh, Greg Mapes said, hey, I uh, want you to take over our, our partner ministry and, and run that for us. And so I started doing that, and it was, uh, it was kind of being baptized by fire. I was, you know, from being a financial advisor to being partners, pastor of Streams Ministries, uh, that a is huge. For sure. <laughs> a bunch of us were like that. I mean, Linda and I, we, we didn't move there to become instructors at all. I moved there actually to become the webmaster and help develop the, you know, the dream interpretation part of, of the internet and things like that. So I think God had that design to sneak us in. Yeah. And also to sneak us into our destiny. That's exactly it. Yeah. But, you know, we've had a lot of things happen, and maybe our listeners might know Streams or, or John Paul. In fact, we have a lot of Streams people who still follow, uh, you know, uh, follow me and things like that. But, you know, John Paul Jackson was just one of the Kansas City prophets, and he was one of the 
early forerunners with the prophetic. But then he took it even further, right? And well, you're the pre- you're the president of Stream, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I think I think one of the key things that that happened to John Paul was was just a, a conversation after ministry. He he had this guy David Pitches out of England had come down to Kansas City because everybody was coming to get prophetic words, and and he's like, you know, I had a dream. Who interprets dreams? And everybody points at John Paul and. So he tells John Paul the dream, and John Paul interprets it. And afterwards, uh, he's like, how did you do that? And John Paul's like, well, it was God. No, I I know it's God, but how how did you do it? He goes, it was God. No, I I understand that it was God. I'm asking, how did you come to How did God show you that that's what that meant? And he he realized he had no idea how he did what he did. And so uh, David said, you know, that's really sad because that means your gift is going to die with you. And that that kind of started and launched something for John Paul where he became about understanding the gifts so that he could equip others to do it, that it wasn't just something that he did. That actually became an equipping. And, and that's really the legacy is I've been kind of coming into this place of, of running streams and taking us into the next season. Uh, it's astounding to me what has been built in the place of equipping the church. I mean, we've got training centers in seven different countries around the world uh, in four different continents that we have training centers. It's it's astounding that, that something could be built like that. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I forgot about that um, David Pitch's thing about how powerful, I think for all of us who were ever part of that, about learning to equip and learning to understand the gifts and, and being able to replicate that for other people. And that was a huge heritage that John Paul gave us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it came, and, you know, John Paul's time that he spent with John Wimber really kind of integrated that even more with the, the whole idea of doing this stuff. Everybody gets to play uh, that, that people that in ministry, their, their job really is to equip the church to do the work of ministry, not to perform for people. And, and that mindset, I, I think, is, is kind of key and, and is one of those mindsets that is being introduced to another generation, even in our day, where that was very common in the 80s and the 90s. That was the way a lot of you know, if you will, popular uh, ministry personalities, that, that would be their thinking. And But there's been another generation that's coming up, and now God's bringing that to another level, where, where once we discover what our strength is, then we, we go through this process of learning how to take that strength and give it to other people so that they can get the benefit of the breakthrough that we paid for with, with our lives, with our tears, with our pains with our struggles, but also with our victories. Yeah, that that is it right there. Yeah, I think it's really missed in ministry is, you know, we get strong, powerful leaders and, char- you know, charismatic leaders. It's, it's very common, but we need to be able to minister to the sons and daughters to take this to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was talking to John ahead of time, and we were talking about the message that the Lord has given him. And it's part of what we just started talking about, part of this heritage about, you know, being able to take this to the next level. So, John, why don't you just share a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, I've had this this urgency and, if you will, kind of the, the burden of the Lord 
that has been on my spirit for a place of team dynamics when it comes to the prophetic. I mean, I think we, we've we've seen what can happen when God anoints an individual and puts something on them, and it's powerful and it's beautiful. But there's something that's going to happen with prophetic communities and a a convergence of voices coming together that are working in unity that that is going to be explosive in the the level of the prophetic that's going to be released through it. And so, you know, it, it, those of us that, you know, whether we're in the same family, you know, there's so many of us that have received something beautiful from, from John Paul from Streams, but there's a lot of different streams that's in the river of what God is doing. Uh, how, how can we work, it, not just I'm open to this and not just I say that I value this, but how can I put my time and my energy, my intentionality towards working together with other people that are not exactly like me so that we can get a fuller picture of the Lord's voice. And, and part of it came out of this, this meditation that I had when I, I was thinking about how the Lord's voice sounds like the sound of many waters. And, and as I was thinking about that, all of a sudden I kept on having John 7, 37 and 38 pop up in my heart. Out of their belly will flow rivers of living water. And, and if each of us have our own waters, when we come together, there are many waters and we will recognize the fullness of the Lord's voice through many waters, not just the individual waters. And, and it just, it, it struck a chord in my spirit. And I'm like, I, I want to know what that's like. What, what is it like to to really have a a true prophetic community that is working together to get a a larger portion of the counsel of the Lord than the individual flow that that one person can get and grab, no matter how big that one portion may be. Yeah, you know, what you just described, John, I can't remember the actual psalm that the name that John Paul got streams ministries from, but it was there is a stream, you know, a stream, Mm -hmm. and it's it's from a psalm. What you just described, taking this to an entire new level, it's no longer just a stream, it's rivers. And that's yes. plural. That is so powerful, my friend. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where we need to go to be able to see the fullness. I mean, it's the, the concept of synergy. You know, if one can put a 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight, I, I was a financial advisor, that math don't add. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just you know, two plus two, it it doesn't equal a thousand. You know, so there's there's that that place of coming together that we're able to accomplish so much more. And if two can put ten thousand to flight, then what can three do? What can five do? What can a dozen do? And when when we begin to take our influence and provide a place for other people to come into our platform and grow from that, then all of a sudden we, we see this commanded blessing that comes from unity. It's, it's one of the reasons why w- when I took on, we had just started this thing uh, with the Dreams and Mysteries show, which was kind of John Paul's uh, culmination, if you will, of a vision for decades that, that come together where he was able to communicate these keys and and we were given that as an inheritance, and we thought, well, how can we get different people that come together? And so, 
you know, as streams, we took care of having the set and the designers and the editors and and the director and, and all of that. And we brought different people in. We brought Sean Boltz in. We brought Mark DuPont in, R.T. Kendall, and uh, a pastor here in Fort Worth, Troy Brewer, that has um, some amazing things, and Mickey Robinson and myself. And, and we each kind of taught different aspects of the mysteries of God and, and paid the price for that, that place of unity. And that, that's what I'm talking about. It's not a cheap thing to press in for unity because it, it, deals with, it deals with insecurities. It deals with the ugly side of ministry, if you will, where we're afraid that if we give somebody else part of our platform, that we'll lose part of our platform. But the reality is, is you can't lose something that God wants you to keep, and you can't keep something that God wants you to lose. Exactly. And, and that's what we've, we've really got to get to be able to go to the next level of that place of unity. Yeah, that's powerful, man. You know, it's an abundance mentality. And it is. I remember uh, John Paul was one of the early people who taught me that a long time ago, you know, about the kingdom of God is so big. God is so big. But then within the church and within ministries, we start getting jealous or things like that. And, and uh, you know, even with us right now, I, I've invited you on the show, and mm-hmm. you have a school of ministry on dreams, and I have a school of ministry that includes dreams. But I'm not afraid at all for anything. You know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, and what I'm trying to say is we need to be able to see the bigness of God. And not be afraid. You nailed it. The church has been afraid of losing their sheep. They've been afraid of this. But once we get rid of that thing, then we can all have fun in the water together. Yeah, yeah. And that's the place. I mean, as a parent, one of the greatest joys, and I I don't personally have the experience because I I haven't had the, the blessing of being a parent, but I hear it again and again, is watching your kids get together and play together, and play together well, and accomplish things together. There's that sense of, of fulfillment, a sense of pride. I've had friends that have described what it was like when their kids worked together to do something that blessed their heart, and, and how much it meant to them that it wasn't one of them that they were, that they were doing together. I mean, that, that's what we're doing to Papa's heart. Exactly. We're, we're, we're providing that place of there's something inside of him that's like, ah, oh, my kids, they're they're playing well together. That's what I want. Exactly, yeah. You know, John Paul and some of the others of the prophetic movement, they paid a price to bring the prophetic back into the church back in the 80s. They paid a dear price. Yes. There was stigma. There was confusion. There was outright persecution. Outright persecution. I mean, still to this day, if you— if you pull up um, Kansas City Prophets on, on Google, you will find a bunch of witch hunters that are telling you all the reasons why it was heresy and, and how evil it was. And, but God did something beautiful in that, but they had to pay that price. Yeah, and that's why yeah. right now, as, as the sons and daughters, we can now step up on the shoulders of our leaders, of, of those who've gone on before us, and even those who are with us now. Yeah, yeah, and take it to the next place. Yeah, that I'm really excited about. When you when you talked about the John Seven Rivers, I don't know if you've ever associated that with one stream and the multiple rivers before. 
I I have as far as that because it's it's we're each having our own expression of that river that comes out mm-hmm. of the throne. Wherever you have the throne, whether it was Eden, which was paradise, the the place where Jesus promised the thief, today you'll be with me in paradise. I mean, Eden wasn't a place on earth. That's a whole nother message for another time. Um, that that place of paradise where where the river that comes out of God's house, we each carry an expression of that because our spirits have been united with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the river that flows from the throne. Yeah, exactly. John, what what do you see streams now? I mean, streams then, we've been talking about it, but now streams mm-hmm. now. That place of, of prophetic community, and we're, we're really pressing into that. We have training centers literally uh, around the world. We've got a training center in New Zealand. We've got one in Hong Kong, starting one in Singapore. We've got one in Scotland, starting one in Sweden, UK, uh, down in England. We have in South Africa, Canada. And in each of those places, we're trying to teach people how to operate as a team ministry and build prophetic communities, and then strengthen local churches out of a place of unity where we're equipping churches to, to hear the voice of God, to understand dreams, to, to realize how big God is and how involved He is in our lives. And so it, it's that place of, of continuing to equip and, and equip locally and globally, where we're working with individual communities in different places, but also providing that media foundation that was, you know, such a key to who John Paul was. But it's it's really a key to the future if you're in ministry is really getting into media and, and continuing to use media outlets to take what we've developed in local places and make them available globally so that we're equipping the church. Yeah, you guys are doing an amazing job of it. And, and I know it's probably not been an easy thing. And you know, just all of a sudden, you know, one day you lose you lose the the father, the the father of the ministry, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in charge. Yeah, it it was it, it was difficult. I mean, one of the one of the things that I've learned in, and I've had probably, well, I, I personally would think I've had too much when it comes to loss, but <laughs> I, I've had I've had a lot of loss that I've had to deal with over the last uh, ten years since I've got in ministry. A lot of friends and family members that have passed, and and John Paul passing. And one of the things I, I've found out is that if I don't take the time to really deal with the grief that that brings, that it, it actually will steal a portion of my faith, that the gift of faith actually will, will get hindered by my lack of grieving. And sometimes there's this weird idea that we just need to pretend it doesn't bother us, and we call that faith, and, you know, praise God, I'm strong, and and there's a reality of receiving the strength of the Lord, but it doesn't come through pretending that what is true now is not true. It's it's holding on to the truth now and looking through it to see the potential in God and believe for that in spite of contrary circumstances. And And if I don't have to pretend that things are not what they are to be able to believe for God to do something better— then I have that ability to step into the better and not only step into it, but to anchor other people in the path that I took to get there so that they can get their own breakthrough. 
So there's been the, the grief of letting go. And, you know, when, when you go through transition like that, there's, there's continual letting goes that bring up that grief. But in the processing the grief, there's expectation and hope for what's coming. And we were talking before we got started about the memorial service that, that we did for John Paul when, when he passed, that was put on Daystar. And Larry Randolph had this, this comment, and it was something that a number of us got that is so key. And, and, and it's not just about John Paul. This is anybody that's gone through a loss. I think that there's a promise here um, that unless a grain of wheat dies and falls into the ground, it remains alone. But if it dies and goes into the ground, then it springs up into a harvest of many grains of wheat. And there are things that we've lost individually, corporately. And, and, and I know that we've been in a season in the church, especially in the Western church, where there's been, there's been some loss for a number of people. I know not everybody, but a number of people. And seeing those things as grains that we release into the ground that are springing up into a harvest because God will never allow something to be taken from us that doesn't become a seed of a harvest if we keep our heart right. Yeah, that's, And that's what we need to hear. It's a seed of a harvest. Exactly. That, that's powerful, man. And, and what I'm hearing right now, you know, in, in the kingdom is Proverbs 13, 12 is becoming a reality right now. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So we've had a lot of people under grief you know, we've lost a lot of leaders. We've, we're not only that, we're, we're going through totally terrible times and choppy waters. But the Lord says that hope deferred makes a heart sick, but the longing fulfilled is the tree of life. And I believe yes. this. Man. And what I'm hearing from you is what we're experiencing right now is the start of the longing fulfilled. Yeah, it is. It is. Actually, it's funny you bring up that scripture because... I found a secret in that scripture. I found a way that you can guarantee that hope gets deferred. If you decide when and how God's going to fulfill his promise, you almost guarantee that hope will get deferred. Mm. But if you can hold on to longing without telling God how he needs to fulfill it, it becomes a tree of life that takes you into the next season. Wow, that is very powerful. And we're talking about trees. You have to have seeds that fall yes. to the ground and it, dying is part of, you know, dying, not necessarily physically, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just dying to the old and to bring the new is part of the kingdom. Right. Dying to an illusion is the way into truth. And one of the things I, I've, I've learned to embrace disillusionment because disillusionment just shows me that I had an illusion that needed to be dissed. And so when I go through that disillusionment, it's that dying of the old, it's that letting go of that seed. I, I realize that there was an illusion that I held on to, and it's, it's the kindness of God that has broken me free from that, that illusion so that I can step into truth. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to share this, but I felt that there's something in it, and I wasn't um, fully aware of that John Paul was in the condition he was. I mean, we you know, we exchanged some texts and things like that, and I knew that, but I didn't realize that he was passing that day in February 2015. And I do remember that morning I had, oh, I woke up to an open vision and I saw all of heaven standing and applauding 
And Jesus Christ was standing at the right hand of the Father. And John Paul's spirit was going to heaven. And the entire earth and heaven were were all cheering. And Jesus was standing. And it reminded me of Stephen in Acts 6. It was a Stephen experience. And I was in shock. I yelled, no. I was yelling, no, no, no. You know, because I didn't want didn't want to lose him of course but it was something about this and larry randolph mentioned this as well at the memorial he said listen stephen had to die before paul would be sent and out of the innocent blood shed or the innocent loss of one will bring another that will be like a like the apostle paul that that was an amazing repayment for the loss yeah, I yeah. believe we're yes. on this. That is so good. I believe we're on this right now. I, 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 I do too. Let, let me share an experience I had shortly after John Paul passed away because it ties right into that, and I, I believe it's a promise that we're coming into. I think it's actually it, we're in the first fruits of it um, right now because I'm seeing some things pick up. But I, I had a, an encounter where a, a number of things happened. I'm, I'm going to go right to the, the last piece of it. The last piece of it, I'm, I got into an elevator, and it had no walls and no ceiling. It's just a platform, and it begins to go up. And I come up into this bright, heavenly room, and I knew it was a heavenly room. And the person that was with me that I never quite saw, this angel that was, was taking me through this experience, he says, there's somebody here that you're going to be excited to see. And I turn around, and John Paul is there. And this is about three to three to four months after he passed away. And, and John Paul was there. And I'd never seen him act like this, but he was giddy like a schoolboy. It was so, it was odd. In the moment, I was just like oh, taken by his excitement. He, he comes over, he goes, take a look at what I've been working on. And he grabs my my shoulder and just puts his arm around his, my shoulder and begins to steer me around. And, and I realized this was his workshop in heaven. I know there's metaphor in this, uh, uh, but this was his workshop in heaven. And he was showing me things that he'd been working on. And he shows me this container. It's kind of a translucent container. And it had this blue-green liquid in it. And he points at that container. He goes, do you know what this is? And all of a sudden, I remembered seeing this thing in other experiences and in waking life, I don't actually remember this, but in this encounter I did, seeing this in, in, in other times. And I said, yes, that's the power of that. That's healing. And he goes, yes, it's the power of God. It's a lot of it. And it's about ready to be released. And I knew that that's what he'd been working on in that workshop. And so I, I, I was I, I get finished with that, and he, he shows me a couple other things, and then he, he, he stops, and he, he turns me and faces, you know, face to face, and very intently, he goes, and if you need to understand this experience, you need to talk to John Sanford. I'm like, okay. So I, I wake up from that encounter, and I'm thinking, that's pretty straightforward. I think I understand that experience. There's, you know, there's power that's being released, but it haunted me with that thing about you You need to talk to John Sanford. And I was trying to figure out, does this mean I need to go through inner healing to be able to get to the understanding of this? Is this literal? Do I actually need to talk to John Sanford? And I, I finally settled on, no, this is literal. I need to talk to John. So I, 
I, I went up, set an appointment, and met with, with John and told him about this experience. And he begins to tell me about an experience that he had where the day that John Paul passed, and they'd heard that he'd passed, him and, and a few of his friends that he intercedes with, they were all interceding for resurrection. And a couple of them got the same thought at the same time. They felt like the Lord had shown them that, that, that John Paul had been given the option of coming back, but he decided to stay because he was shown what he could do if he stayed there. And, and what, he was, what he was shown was worth him staying there. And and John Sanford looks at me, he goes, that's what you saw. He goes, these are the signs and wonders that have been promised to our generation, that there's coming a moment where God's going to release miraculous signs and wonders that are going to be so astounding that the media is not going to be able to ignore them, and science is not going to be able to disprove them. Wow, that is so powerful, man. I'm, yeah. Uh... I'm almost speechless because of the the weight and anointing that is on that, on that revelation, on just on those words, even. Yeah, wow. That's the season we're in. That, that it's it's beginning to pick up, and 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 if you take a look since since John Paul passed, there's been a couple different things that started popping up. There's been an increase of spiritual activity. It has, it's not about John Paul. I'm not trying to say, oh, this is, you know, hoo-hoo. You know, that's, right. that's not what I'm trying to say. But th- there's something about that seed and justice being released that, that you know, John Paul carried a high level of revelation. He, he carried a revival anointing to spark revival fires in, in individuals' hearts and in churches and in regions. And, and he carried the fear of the Lord in a pure way. And those are three things that, that are being released. And, and it's not about John Paul. John Paul was just a, he was just a message. He was a message that was being shown, and his life and his death was all part of the message of what God was intending and God is pouring out in, in our time. And, and we're in that place where, where there's going to be an increase of visitations of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And there's going to be an increase in signs and wonders and, and prophetic encounters. And there's going to be an increase of breakouts, of Holy Spirit breakouts, little revival fires that bust open and, and begin to shift regions and cities and churches. Wow. You know what? There's such a strong anointing, John. I want you to release this right now over us. Yeah. So, Father, I thank you that that is your word, that that is your message, that that this is what heaven has determined to do, that you are releasing. So I am asking for each person listening and, and for the groups that they care about, that they intercede for, would you release visitations of the spirit of the fear of the Lord? the clean, pure spirit of the fear of the Lord that causes us to fall in worship and fall in love with your beauty, with your holiness. Lord, would you release a greater measure of faith for signs and wonders and prophetic encounters? Lord, your word says that we prophesy according to the measure of our faith. And so I'm asking, would you increase the measure that you have given to each person that hears this in Jesus' holy name? 
And Lord, would you continue to release those sparks of revival fire in churches, in regions, and in cities, and to continue to increase the activity of heaven in the earth, that there would be an answer the onslaught that has been released in our generation, in our time, that there would be an answer and it would be found in your people that come together in unity and believe in you to do great things. And I just speak that gift of faith into each person now to know that this is the word that you are speaking and that they would step out and they would begin to have hearts that would burn for what you're going to do, what you've already begun, but what you're going to do in this next season in Jesus' name. Amen. Powerful. Wow. We have been having an amazing conversation with John Thomas, president of Streams Ministries, and something has come together out of this. There's there's such a release and anointing and exactly what just happened. We did not plan this. We didn't script it. But my goodness, the heavens opened up and things, even if you guys have been following, uh, I've been experiencing this very thing since last Passover, where the signs and wonders and, and heavenly visitations have increased. And now we were, you know, we're praying that we're going to see the sons and daughters. That's you. That's yeah. us. We're going to come together and play together. We're going to play together with the Lord, and we're going to see an amazing revival come. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, John, for coming on. Ed, why don't you just tell us on uh, how to get a hold of you or anything that you have to offer? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for having me first. I, I really appreciate it. I've always appreciated what you bring to the body of Christ, and and uh, you mentioned earlier that, that place of activation and I just want to say thank you for for who you are and how you've served the body. Uh, you're you're such a blessing. Um, but yeah, if if you're interested in, in learning more about what we're doing at Streams, if you go to streamsministries.com uh, on our website, we, we've got links to all of our social media pages. We do Facebook live videos where you can come listen to dream interpretations, get dreams interpreted. We we do those live. We try to do them about once a week. And we have a bunch of resources to equip you, uh, kind of goes alongside with, with what Doug offers, and hopefully that'll be a blessing for you. But streamsministries.com, and uh, you'll be able to find us there. As well, do you, um, do you have um, social media and everything? Yeah, social media. So our, our Facebook, uh, my, my personal Facebook is facebook.com forward slash JT. Streams Ministries, JT Streams Ministries. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is HAV, the number one LUV. HAV, the I number one it. LUV. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been amazing. And the Lord spoke to me specifically. I hadn't been in touch with John for a while. And I we had been at a, you know, Linda and I went to a, a meeting in, in Texas a few years ago before JP's passing. and But I heard the Lord. He said that there's going to be something happen. A synergy was going to happen when I had this conversation with John Thomas, and it's happened. And something's yeah. about to be released. I tell you, it was so powerful. So, all right, everybody, we thank you so much for following us. Check out Streams Ministries. Check out our stuff, DougAddison.com as well. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.